Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star reading and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Ryan Bailey. He's a fan favorite here on Bravo Happy Hour and the host of the incredible pop culture podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Welcome back, Mr. Bailey. What up? We are we did it. Vanderpump Rules is back, <laughs> dude. I, Sorry, I'm just gonna start really like, high energy. I know. I, I mean, I really appreciate it, but the fact that it's not here yet is killing me. And I know it's like coming back. This is Sunday, and it comes back on Tuesday. Like, when does this air? This is Mon. This will air on Monday. Oh, so okay, so oh, it's, so it's not, not back. back yet. Okay, <laughs> so you guys only one more sleep. When you go to bed tonight, after you listen to this podcast, you'll wake up and you'll be in a world of Vanderpump Rules again. Oh my god, it, it, could it come any sooner? Like, I, I just, I don't know. And the fact that they're on Tuesday nights is interesting because it's usually slotted on a Monday. So I'm wondering what that's about. But well, I think they they wanted to get out of the way of the. Well, I think Vanderpump Rules competes but I, I think they want to get away from the bachelor mm, and i think they want to get i mean even though i think they're very similar in ratings or at least i think Vanderbilt rules might even get a higher kind of like a better demographic in certain ways but uh i think maybe they're just kind of like also expanding their lineup and like get like i think below deck is the mm. new below deck is going to be on monday oh God, we're talking so geek already oh God, i think I the blue deck is going to be I'm on like monday. i've got a tv guide like printed out right here <laughs> Well, by the way, you don't know this. I'm camped out at TomTom Tom right now for the next two days, just waiting for the premiere. So it's if you hear any cars go back, that's what's, what's going on. Just on a t- in a tent uh, with your podcasting yeah, equipment. It's like I'm a star. I'm a Star Wars fan, just waiting for the premiere. <laughs> well, we are actually doing an episode of your podcast that's going to be a full Bachelor recap, which everyone needs to listen to, which is really great because I do recall the last time you came on this show, the two of us tried to explain holding hands. It was just so clear that neither of us were late in high 
high school that like we couldn't even <laughs> explain like holding hands and we, I was like and then like one finger like touches my finger and I'm like and everything it, by I the was, way when, we, I, when I remember telling that story I literally started getting like nervous sweats like I like I literally I was so used to apologizing people like apologizing to people in high school for like 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 even brushing up against someone you know be like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry um but I was I was recounting a story on the podcast this week where I like I was dating this girl in high school with like my first girlfriend ever senior year and Christmas came around and I was so thankful to have a girlfriend that I literally turned in my Christmas gifts for receipts and got money and (laughs) bought bought her like 12 gifts like I went way I, I mean I literally was like I love you. Please don't leave me. Here's as much money as I possibly have. <laughs> so you guys should definitely tune into two brutally um, <laughs> damaged adults talking about 23-year-olds um, trying oh, yeah, to find gonna, love. <laughs> that's going to be this Friday's episode. So please tune in if you love Megan because I think it's going to be a blast. We're going to record uh, on Tuesday after The Bachelor, and I think it's going to be a blast. So Yeah, I can't wait. And I've already started doing like my preliminary notes on each person, like a little one bullet point on each so that when I watch on Monday I can kind of like quickly add it to my notes and then do like a kind of compare and contrast like oh she sucks oh I knew she sucks yeah. just because of her photo and sometimes the bios are just even better oh, than insane. the show itself like and they write them Outer- themselves like 100% you see grammatical errors like potentially a spelling error like these people are <laughs> they're well, really giving also, it to us who, who like who when they talk about the best parts of themselves puts <laughs> I love the notebook as like, you know, like, like that's like they, they put that like their favorite movie is the notebook and that's one of their main qualities. They said, like, if I ever say like one of my favorite movies is my main quality, like that's scary. <laughs> I'm like, my life is the office. It's like, yeah, yeah. what? Okay. Like that I'm one sad stuff. that friends is off Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they yeah. have three. They have three pageant contestants on this season, so you uh, know it's good. Well, pageant girls are certifiably insane because one, they are raised from the, the young age that like you just have to be hot. And obviously, it's, things it's, are changing now. Like the girl who I think won Miss America like did a science experiment, and everyone was like, what? "Like you win, like immediate win." But like it would <laughs> it would be crazy if a pageant contestant solved like world hunger or something like that one day. Like we would just have to eat our words completely. Right. Oh my god. Well, let's just jump right into the news. Luann Dallas Epps from the Real Housewives of New York and my favorite person on Bravo, which everyone knows, and again, is such a window into who I am. (laughs) She announced to People Magazine this past Thursday that she has been drinking responsibly since (laughs) (laughs) since her probation is over, but the real... The real law about all of this is that Luann actually told the press this specifically so that people wouldn't go around <laughs> and turn negative, turn stories about her drinking uh, right back on her. So I love that she's getting ahead of the inevitable drunken headlines that Lou is back to falling into bushes where she okay. should be. First off, Megan, I think we need to leave five second pause for all the audience to laugh at this point. <laughs> and then after that, do you realize in the statement that she wrote she said, I'm good and back in the driver's seat. Like you should never write in like you should stay as far away from a driving metaphor as possible. If you're if you're saying you're drinking responsibly, don't also put I'm back in the driver's seat. Like who what publicist oh, in their God. right mind approved that 
statement to go out to People magazine. Like, that is bizarre. Allegedly, she had been drinking this whole time. You know, like yeah. she but she got busted on parole for drinking two glasses of mimosas, as she said. But <laughs> evening mimosas, which still really triggered me. I'm like, who drinks mimosas that night? But that's but also, well, if you realize, like, you know, so if you count the last three years, like Christmas and New Year's is like the hardest time for Luann, like all of us, because <laughs> yeah. she got married. She got she got married one uh, Christmas, and then the next one she got arrested, and then the next, you know, like so. Yeah. But by the way, how bizarre of a thing of like, I need to tell people I'm drinking because it's the holiday time where I usually like to drink because I'm so upset. Well, yeah, she's probably like, I know I'm going to be tying one on all holiday season. And so if someone is at boutique or whatever disgusting establishment these women are hanging out at and, and snaps a shot of me with like maybe a single nipple hanging out or something wild, Brandy Glanville tampon string situation. Like she wants to, she wants to be ahead of it. And I think, uh, I, I think that's my, smart. <laughs> my favorite thought is to imagine Luann drunk, just walking in circles around her circle house. Oh God. Oh, like, I forgot. Right. She's also in the circle house. So she's that, in the circle house. So like, yeah. that's going to be like, if she's hung over, that's just going to be a dizzy kind of thing for her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's not. No, and I don't. I don't mean to make. I see. I don't mean to make fun of like drinking and all this stuff. Like I, I'm. I'm trying to do sober January right now. Like I'm. But like it is weird that this one issue keeps coming up for Luann, and the fact that she press released it meant it's such an important part of her life. And that's the thing about this story that I find super bizarre. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I just think she's really trying to come in hot being like, and I will be drinking on this upcoming season of the Raw Housewives of New York. And if you guys give me shit, I told you up front and I was being open and honest. But it's like if I press release, sometimes if I drink, I like to pee in sinks. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's not something that I should advertise. Do you I don't, like by to the do way. That? I, do I was like, I wait, wait, wait. I was like, because that came out so quickly. Like, I'm actually shocked <laughs> wait, how fast wait, wait, you were. To... Wait, wait, can you hold on a sec? I'm just finishing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Throw me on mute. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Already. The wait, just me. side note. I used to listen to Brez Hilton's podcast before I... Um, Oh my God, Megan! I became that's grown what an admission. before I became a woman, and um, <laughs> and like one time he was peeing during it, and then I was like, okay, well I'm gonna rate and review because I support pop. No. <laughs> like I just remember being like, pardon, like I was like, and his co-host was like, um, Perez, are you there? And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm just finishing up, I had to get off mute, and and yeah, and. <laughs> I love my uh, my colleagues, my fellow that's podcasters. That's a professional podcaster, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, oh. moving to different news. Teresa Giudice from the Real Housewives of New Jersey has been going through it this past holiday season. Her and Joe decided they were getting separated about a month ago, which is, like again, not surprising. But they're now talking about how there was some sort of prenup set up before yeah. their 1999 wedding, which also the fact that they were married in 1999 kind of hurts, like makes me sad when you see it in like number form and you're like, wow, they've yeah. been together 20 plus years. So it is sad that they're getting breakup, that they're breaking up. Yeah. But they were saying that now there is this clause in their prenup saying that if someone is going to cheat if there was going to be infidelity in the marriage the prenup is then null and void and i'm pretty sure they were both cheating so i wonder 
how this yeah, is going to well, work. Is Juicy Joe going to get, because he has no money. She's got the money at this point, which I think was also a plot twist that they both weren't expecting. Yeah. Well, but like I, I, I find it hard to believe in like 2000 or, or 1999 before any of their, I mean, huge, huge success in terms of like where they are now or where she is now that they had the foresight to put in a cheating prenup. Like is, I, I don't know, for some reason that struck me as very odd. Like were they that litigious back in 1999? Well, yeah, for them to both kind of be under the impression where it's like it like I, he said he wanted it. So maybe he's saying, I'm going to cheat on you. And if there is cheating, this prenup means nothing. And you actually get none of my money. Like, I think yeah, he was like, I, I'm actually, I'm planning in advance to fuck you over. And you're almost, well, you are dumb enough to sign it. But how would Joe be that? How, how would Joe have that kind of foresight, but at the same time, never filed for citizenship? Well, yeah. Well, he's a con man. I think at the end of the day, like we can't forget that. Like, you know, he's like, I'm going to con this woman. And then he said this on this past week's episode, which was also explosive. I watched it this morning. I mean, that last six minutes I kept rewatching. My goodness. I can't believe. I I, I can't believe that Margaret got to the point where she was put the water on Danielle. Like I thought that was like, obviously they were going at each other and. Yeah, Margaret really hops to that, like, pouring things on people yeah. really quickly. But, the, of course, Margaret was in the wrong. But then Danielle, like, it, like she turned into the Joker. Like, she was like, all I have are negative thoughts. Yeah. And, like, she just, like, I, I literally, she was, like, hopping around. And her face is so weirdly plastic surgery that she, I just, it looks so scary when she's, like, walking around triumphantly, you know? She's like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Oh, God. It was, it was hard to watch. And then you see her just yank that ponytail and uh, i don't know it was it was just weird and all the women are screaming at each other and there are other patrons in the store it just seemed like it's the afternoon like it's, the it's afternoon, a nice yeah. it's a nice day everyone's well, shopping and they all were drinking like teresa was like i threw back three drinks with no food in me i'm like oh that's healthy uh, <laughs> did you wait did she press release it like uh Luan? <laughs> yeah exactly she's like just want to let everybody know i will be drinking before <laughs> this be most t- recent I'll episode be a tji friday's happy hour today <laughs> yeah. um well what did you think because they also she messed up those expensive candles oh. on the table and i know you're a candle fan <laughs> so like what did you think of that candles i thought it was disrespectful to the soy based candles that cost 600 plus dollars hand painted in italy but i definitely thought that was ridiculous because like the candles had nothing to do with it when she took marge's bag and just like started dumping things out in the candle i'm like is the candle burning like why are you putting her the like why is she putting these things in a candle and then (laughs) smashing the small candle into the big candle i'm like there's so I thought she was gonna take the phone out and stomp on it, but she's just doing a candle. Uh, I don't even know. It was just in. It was insane to me. <laughs> I'm so dumb that I literally didn't catch it was Margaret's purse. I thought Danielle was putting her own purse in, and I was like, "Why is Danielle? Oh my god, Danielle's putting her own purse in the fire candle." Oh I'm god. such a dummy that I literally. By the way, I just jumped out of bed and now I'm pacing. I'm so like hyped right now. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Um, it was crazy. Which, by the way, listeners, Megan admitted that she likes to buy one fancy candle a month. Stop, uh, you, real quick people. off topic. Stop! Is is candles a racket? It seems like it's a racket. Are you kidding? But my apartment's smelling nice all the time. Like what? 
it's but no candle should be six hundred and fifty dollars. No, that's ab- candle, out of like, control. I have a candle. Uh, I have a not a candle. I have a, a spray of like Airwick uh, spray, and it's like two dollars, and it makes my room smell pretty fresh. But that sounds disgusting. Like I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> If I went to a guy's house oh, and he was spending oh, okay. fucking oh, okay. air, like airwick, bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not the peeing in the sink. This. Well, what, this what is really what happens. From, <laughs> oh God, this is horrible. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with Danielle from this point on? Well, we're definitely going like, to see the fallout after the hair pull, <laughs> which, like, well, again, not Danielle's first on the, on the show. <laughs> Well, I love that they ended it with her, like, like potentially uh, Danielle could be somewhere still with Margaret's hair in her hand. Like, we don't see her release at the end of the episode. It just, she yanks it, and then it says, to be continued, and we hear, they put the sound of all the girls, like, what? <laughs> underneath it. So I cannot wait to see how long that scene goes in the next episode. Well, I hated the fact that it was a to be continued and they didn't even give a sneak peek of next week. And I was like, okay, like an ad will come up and then we'll see it. And there was just no peek. And I'm dying to know what happens. I think if anything, Danielle just becomes even more of a liability. And I feel like Bravo might slowly be taking liabilities off the network because she's like, you know, completely unhinged. But I also, yeah. like, at a point, I don't fucking c- get why Margaret cares so much if she's with Marty. Like, she pushed Marty in a pool seven months ago. Like, Marge, like, okay, now you guys are best friends with Marty again? And well, I just I think, think it's like, ego, who cares? And but you know what I will say about Marty is that he he flippin' plays both sides of that fence, and you can tell. Totally. Like, he, when, when he's with Margaret, he does boo-hoo about how bad Danielle treated him and then like he's such a typical guy in that way where he is playing both sides Mm -hmm. he thinks he's playing it eloquently and he's getting busted right and left because at the same time he is a guy so we're all idiots you know yeah he's like Like, I am getting laid and everyone knows Danielle is a freak bitch to quote Sheena Shea so he's like Wait, wait, Sheena said that about uh, Danielle? No, remember that song? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, I was like, wow, (laughs) Ryan. Sheena Sheena press release how she thinks Danielle is in bed. (laughs) I believe Danielle Staub truly is a freak freak bitch. I believe she's a boss bitch in bed. Um, (laughs) Wait, was it, were you excited though on January 1st? It was such a great start of the new year that we had a new Jersey episode and the reunion of uh, Dallas. Like I thought that was such a comforting. Oh yeah. Ryan, way to look ring at in the you, you perfect podcast host, a perfect <laughs> segue into real housewives of Dallas. So we're used to Leanne being the only open racist on the show. Now we have another one. Brandy Redman is now also being faced with claims that she is too racist. And so someone posted something on Twitter, which I actually believe was Leanne's uh, oh, wedding yeah. planner, wedding Leanne's- planner Steve. Yes. And he posted a video of her that was on her Instagram story back from 2017, where she's doing like uh, an Asian accent, whatever that she, means. She said and squinty eyes. Squinty she eyes. She says, everyone asks me if I'm Asian, they're squinty. I'm gonna- and just- in front of the kids, in front of kids, she's doing this. And like proudly joking about being so disrespectful. So people started attacking her on Twitter, naturally. And someone said, you cannot label someone a racist when you yourself have things like this out in the universe. And she goes, I was referring to myself and being Asian. Cheers. Like as if like... <laughs> 
I love when they double okay. down She's like, on You're... something so idiotically wrong, and I love when they double down on it. Like that's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, not only are you not Asian, uh, like I just... derogatory. <laughs> You're making fun of derogatory. Uh, facial features about a certain ethnicity. We all, I mean, I think a lot of us knew after like the fourth grade that that's not uh, appropriate in any sense or really even kind of funny. So like, and to do that around your kids and to keep that tradition going, I'm starting to think everybody in Dallas is just messed. No offense to Dallas listeners or, you know, I really like the show, but it's like, it's such a bummer when this stuff comes out. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. That's the kind no, of like weird thing game. where now it's like, you know, everyone's becoming more sensitive to it. And as people always should have been. But now I just think like the cultural zeitgeist has changed, especially with television. And we saw like uh, an episode of Real Housewives of Orange County from like years ago where Tamara's making derogatory comments about Eddie being Mexican. And it's like now these things are being rewatched like 10 years later just by super fans. Them saying like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that was fucked up. That was fucked up. And people are like, you can't hold me accountable for something I said 10 years ago. It's like, uh, we can and we will. And it's on television. Like that's but what also, happens. By the way, you see, you see what that produces in terms of ch- uh, children. I yeah. mean, like, like <laughs> Ryan is not an upstanding citizen in my, I'm a scared shitless of Tamara's son, Ryan, you know? He terrifies me more than, more than most. Definitely on Bravo, he's the most terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the kind of thing is, like, like you said a second ago, is that, like, when is Bravo, like, when, what is that line where they cut ties because it might not be, I don't know, like, you just get, like, how far is this going to go? Like, we joked on or I like on an episode uh, a long time ago about the New- Real Housewives of New Jersey episode or season trailer, and I said, "Oh, I'm really like one day I'm scared they're gonna like they're gonna be guns coming out and there's yeah. gonna be shots fired." Yeah. And like at the same time, you like it is getting very aggressive on all sides, whether it be you know uh, slurs or um, uh, fighting. You know, it's just like how and we're so desensitized as an audience. Is that like how far is this going to go? You know. Yeah, well, I think the one person we could look at as an example is Thomas Ravenel. Like, he took, you know, mm. being a rapist for Bravo to be like, maybe we should pull the plug. Like, maybe we should step in here. Because other than that, like, women on Atlanta have fought. You, you know, Ramona threw a piece of a glass cup at, you know, Chris oh, and Tinkman's face. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, we see Lisa Rinna smash a glass and then try to choke Kim Richards. Like, you know, so it's like, <laughs> it's where's like, the line? Sorry, I shouldn't, Where, be la- shouldn't be laughing. I, I mean, but, the uh, amount of fights on uh, Vanderpump rules Stasi just smashing fucking Kristen Doty in the face which like potentially deserved but still like what's the line is it when like it's legally becoming a major issue like when the law gets involved but like you do you do wonder where the like but like seeing somebody like Stasi slap them and like get drunk on Pinot Grigio you do wonder I do wonder as I get older like what is the that factor of like young girls or guys seeing that and like how many how many wasted slaps that inspired down the road. You yeah, know? I started slapping hard <laughs> after I saw that. I was like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> this That's is how a, I an appropriate response. <laughs> an appropriate response. You know what? I, I've had a lot of people cheat on me while walking drive. I always slap them now. Well, I also just thought this reminded me of, um, have you ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's where like Mickey Rooney yeah. does like the downstairs neighbor with like the fake Asian accent? And like, I feel like this was like so reminiscent of Brandy. When I saw it, I immediately was like, oh my God, this is, um, 
this is a an homage to Mickey, which she would not even understand the reference. But <laughs> I just saw it and I was like, oh my god, that reminds me so much of this. She would definitely not understand the reference. Yeah. But I, well, it is. I think you know what Brandy did. That is awful, horrible. But it is that Leanne Locken of it all is interesting because now I'm reading so many things, like you said. Her wedding planner um, leaked it, but I'm hearing that Leanne gave it to the wedding planner to leak, uh, and it was especially right after the reunion to take heat off Leanne. So it is interesting if you look at it from that angle as well of like, whoa, these girls are playing like cutthroat with each other right now. And I'm hearing Leanne has other videos to potentially release. She's on a redemption tour trying to figure out any way to make herself look a little bit better. And I just really don't think it's going to work, frankly. Even part one of the reunion, which was really good, I loved yeah. Andy grilling her. He was really giving Oof. it to her heart, and they didn't even touch into the race stuff yet. The fact that that hasn't even come up. And and you could tell everyone was kind of on good behavior because I think everybody yeah. knows, like, shit's going to go down when Carrie starts you know, confronting well, Leanne about this. And Andy starts confronting her about it because that's even scarier. I mean, scarier Andy than. was livid about the food at the wedding. So I was, I mean, too. I mean, screaming. Well, okay, in defense, there's no defense of that. Like, but I did see uh, she had big meat boards and cheese boards. So, like, for me, I would have been fine with just like because I love a good like charcuterie board, you know. But like, you know, it should have been a sit down dinner, of course. But the fact that Andy was enraged was amazing because that just means he's going to get even angrier next episode <laughs> about the the race stuff. I mean, to have five hours between the ceremony and the party and to not give dinner at an eight o'clock party is absolutely unheard of. And the fact that she was like, there was food. And Cam was like, I think there were sprinkles, cupcakes. Like <laughs> That's great. That's like, a great Cam. That's it. Like, there's no other food. And yeah, like charcuterie is great, but like that's an appetizer. Like that's before the food. And, and I, I, and then she goes to, she turns to Brandy and she's like, did you have food at Bruins party? She's like, yeah, I had a buffet. And also it's like my son's first birthday party, like not my fucking wedding. Like it's a completely different thing, but all right. But Leanne, also they made up such a big production out of Leanne going to Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> with her new husband in between that time, oh, no. you know? Oh my God. She I was did four bring- already. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that is so outrageous. And she's like, I just want to get laid between. And it's like, you really need a fucking... I think we all forgot... The one moment this season of Dallas that really spoke to me when they were talking about like things they had done sexually, like the craziest thing, and she's like, you know, Rich cut a hole in my neighbor's fence and <laughs> fucked me through it. Like, does, does, did everyone forget that? He's like... What about the neighbors? They're like, what is this casual glory hole doing in our fucking backyard? Like, yeah, by the way, what, that can't what? be good for property value, you know? It's or like, splinters. Lady can't be showing up. Like, you know, it's like uh, four bedrooms, five baths. <laughs> there's a glory hole in the back. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! Wait, did, wait, did you hear the rumor though that you spoke about Thomas Ravenall and Bravo like taking a hardline stance? But did you hear that rumor too? Is that he? could potentially be slowly working his way back on. And that's why he did. They, they finally settled uh, the Catherine uh, stuff uh, uh, this past month. I mean, because he's potentially he's campaigning to be back on the show, which is just bizarre. Like fame must do crazy things to people because to want to, it's like Harvey Weinstein wanting to keep going. Like 
dude, lay, it's such a man thing. Like lay down and roll over. You're dead, you know? Well, I think he's probably thinking, oh, I can come back on the show, give him my little exactly. redemption tour, try to yes. get in good graces, be nice to Catherine on screen, da-da-da. And, and then though people will all forget. It's like, no, dude, people aren't going to forget. Yeah, you might be dating women who might be able to forget the things you've done because they, you know, want to be with you, clout chasing, whatever. But like the viewers as a whole, I believe stand with Catherine. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And, and after watching four seasons of them going head-to-head, of all these different types of issues that came up throughout their relationship— it's hard to watch him and think, oh, yeah, I, I'm ever going to be empathetic to anything you're going through. And yeah, ugh. but I do follow his personal uh, Instagram and his kids are oh so my God. fucking cute. It, it, oh, my God. Wait, you don't you don't like his Instagram, though, do you like l- like double tap? Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't double. No, tap. I would never. No, I meant like personally deep down. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm double, like, well, you personally, don't double tap, like, do you No, well, I have it on my personal. So that would be really bad for my brand because <laughs> <laughs> people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, well, hun, hun, check this out. Uh, Megan O'Donnell <laughs> double tapped on Thomas Ravenall's post in the country this weekend. Writes a negative review of my podcast. She supports an active rapist. <laughs> she supports glory holes in backyards <laughs> and Thomas Ravenall. <laughs> hey, I don't mind a glory hole, but I <laughs> good, do. Yeah, good old a good, glory good, hole. Good old glory it's, hole. It's, it's good. It's good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Can you hear people turning this off right now? Okay. I know. I'm like, I'm so sorry if your children are listening and I have to like pull over and like go on her friend dictionary and be like, definition of glory hole is. Uh, <laughs> the people, like some kid playing on a playground. Megan O'Donnell said glory holes are the best. <laughs> yeah. Bravo Happy Hour is my favorite yeah. podcast where I learned all about glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of other people who probably might enjoy a glory hole. <laughs> what a segue, oh, wow. Megan. What a, what what a, a segue. <laughs> She's got it in 2020. The story is now. Now I'm excited to know the story. It's um not that interesting. Um, but Real Housewives of Orange County just finished up their three-part reunion for season 14. Now people are in talks of who the cast is going to be for season 14. And Andy said... There's going to be cast shakeups and people are going to be leaving. Who do you think is leaving, Ryan? So he was, wait, he definitely was quoted as saying that. 
I see on Jer- Sirius XM on Jeff Lewis Live, aka okay. where petty so, podcasters live. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I would be scared to meet Jeff Lewis actually, because I'd be scared he'd make fun of me so hard. Okay, anyways, no, same. I would like, I'd be. He'd be okay again. <laughs> I like him, but I know he would make fun of me. So, um, what I'm what I'm hoping. And I'm not even joking about this. I want a page one reboot of this entire series. I want everyone gone. And I know that might be unpopular because like, oh, Emily's being so funny on Twitter. And I, you know, I, I want to know Gina's journey. I want, I need it. Like for me, this show Gina's is weirdly journey. poisoned and I want, I want it done. I want, I want to start anew and I want to start from there because I think Vicky's not going to let this die. And I think you just need to wipe everybody out, you know? Yeah, I definitely think Vicky will not let this die. Like, that's a good way of looking at it because, I mean, even like her performance at the reunion. Which I mean, she thinks she, she literally thinks she wrote this show like it was a movie. Like, she does <laughs> not re- understand the concept that she was cast in this show. And like, yes, she is the OG of the OC, but that does not give, that doesn't mean anything. Like, it just means she lasted longer than everybody else. That's all it means. There, you know, and you have to show up. Like, you know, you have to show up every year for your job. You have to keep doing good. You can't just like sit back and just think, I don't know. I just, the reunion, her performance was insane to me. It was insane, but it was also kind of what Bravo's looking for, you know, like as much as like it, it discredited her and Andy was pissed. Like you could see Andy was the fuck over it. And I, it's very rare. You see him talking shit with the other women about a cast member when they do a storm off. when Tamara sat down next to him on the oh, break yeah. and they started talking like Tamara, you cannot trust with a 10 foot pole. I mean, she, she's another one that plays both sides. Vicky's supposed to be her friend. And then she goes and kind of talks shit with Andy on the couch. And it's like, Tamara, this is exactly why I don't like Tamara. Trace Amigas needs to be done forever. They need to be canceled. I, I mean, I don't, I just, it infuri- I don't know why I'm getting so upset. It infuriates me. Yeah, no, I definitely think people have got to go. I'd be fine with Kelly, Shannon, it's. I mean, I don't. I can work the other way. Actually, I just would prefer Tamar to not be on the show, and then yeah, Vicky if she could go, and then even but honestly, you, get one of Bronwyn's friends on. Get that crazy chick yeah. from the cruise ship. Like, get her on. Like, yeah. that's who I'm fighting for, Kathy. Well, how do you, Kathy? <laughs> I love Kathy. How do you? I, I just don't see how. Like, how does Kelly get into this next season when like they all so vehemently hate each other? You can't like. Usually it works like New York where they, they keep the hatred kind of like they, they explode it and then they come back together as a group pretty quickly. Whereas these are like such deep divides, I feel, between Kelly and the Trace Amigas, even though she made up with Vicky a little bit. Like how did – you know? then you're watching forced television and, and I feel like we as viewers are getting really smart to that where it's not fun when it's forced relationships – it's just not fun anymore. Like, and that's where I think they just need to kind of start over to a degree. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that also is a thing that you see, like when they have a new cast shakeup. So, which could be happening in season 15 where it's like, okay, now we've got all these new people and maybe something will happen. I feel like it takes a couple seasons for people to really start coming into their yeah, housewifeness. Uh, yeah. You know, I think like this season we saw Emily, you know, kind of grow into someone where like, oh, okay. So like, yeah, Shane's a piece of shit, but like, you're also not perfect. Like, you know, so I think it was interesting to kind of see like her arc. And I think her and Kelly will now be allies in the next season, which then I think will like have Kelly and Gina to become friends. And then I think Shannon is really 
not, I don't want to say gullible, but I think she's like kind of willing to forgive in a way as long as she's like having fun and people aren't like talking about her weight. You know, I feel like she like only <laughs> like cares about that and like, out, like, cause she wants to have fun. She was going out on dates with Kelly, like when they were both single. Like, I feel like Shannon can come around to Kelly. And then there's Bronwyn, who, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, like, I don't even know. Like, I think I like her sometimes. She brought a lot, like, a lot of the drama and the interesting things that happened in OC this season are around her. Like, the cruise was around her. We got, like, all of the bisexual stuff and Vicky's homosexual uh, homophobia came out out of this. You know, her relationship with her husband was crazy. Her mother, like, she brought a lot. Maybe she personally didn't, but, like, all the baggage around her was fascinating. I mean, you're right. The show was actually so much better this season than it has been in past seasons. And if you compare it to something like Beverly Hills, it like looks like like an Oscar winning movie. But <laughs> it's it still for some reason, I guess I just I guess I'm just so annoyed with the Trace Amigas. Like, I, and I just I don't know, like I hate when people get so full of themselves that they think they're owed something. And that's a real button for me. So like, that's why I'm kind of like, oh, I just want I want Tamara to be taken down a notch. I want like Shannon's fine, I guess. She's happy, but I want Vicky and Tamara to be taken down a couple notches. And I know they're popular characters, but for some reason, they just really bother me. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I love this is the part of the podcast where we get really serious and contemplative and like <laughs> not even funny anymore. It's just more like passionate and kind of like it's anger. Like sad in a way. I know. I'm like, this well, is what, my I mean, passion. Don't think, don't you think, though, <laughs> I wrote this over the holidays or I thought about this so much is that like they need to. This kind of brings Brandy and Vicky in because you had said Vicky's homophobic comments is that there needs to be a problematic island where they kick all those Bravo stars off to and they make them compete to get back on their original respective shows once they're kind of rehabbed. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see anything like that. I want, like, physical challenges, but also, like, intellectual challenges, like, really difficult puzzles, like, stuff like that, where, like, (laughs) you'd really see who shines. Like, I feel like Caroline Manzo would be like, get out of my way, I could kill a puzzle. But then you try to get, like, you know, know, Raquel from Vanderpump Rules to do a puzzle, and that's also, like, that's impossible for her. But I would love to see it. But I also want to see like a fear factor type thing where they're yeah. like eating bugs and yeah. stuff. I want to see Vicky eat bugs and like oozy things. <laughs> oozy things. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm also an eight year old boy. So. so staying in California, Vanderpump Rules stars Sheena Shea and Lala Kent granted us the greatest gift that I've received in 2020 thus far, yeah. which was the music video to the Like a Boss movie, which is coming out this January and it stars Tiffany Haddish and for whatever reason Bravo and this movie came together for a SponCon commercial powerhouse yeah where the two of them are lip syncing this like a boss song like a boss La- <laughs> gonna get these checks like a boss like a boss um, my, my favorite was you better not F with these BFFs which yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys BFFs. have like yeah kind of falling out last season I feel like that yeah. was kind of a thing Oh my God. But it is, I mean, this is, to me, this is a, such a treat. The funny thing was, we saw little pieces of this on Sheena and Lala's Instagram when they were filming the music video, which kind of tipped us off that Sheena had a new hit single in the works. And I just didn't realize it was SpawnCon. So the fact that it was for the movie Like a Boss 
cracked me up so much and that the song is only 58 seconds. Like there's not a full version of this song. Well, you know, as you know, generations have lower and lower attention spans. They really got to keep songs under one minute now. And I was, when Old Town Road was a thing, I remember I was like listening to it once and I was like, wow, that was it? It was like two minutes and seven seconds. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll listen to it 13 times in a row. So it sounds like an actual song. Like I actually am listening to well, something. I'm working on something for my show. I'm doing a remix version where I make it a three minute song and <laughs> I'm trying, I'm, I'm actually not joking. I'm trying <laughs> to find ways to expand the song because I'm like, I need, I'm going to cut the little, cause they actually have clips from the movie. I'm going to cut the dialogue out and just make it that song. But then I'm going to try to find a way to extend it to a three minute song. So um, I'm going to, I'm like the Dr. Dre of like crappy, like ideas. I think you should like collab with DJ James Kennedy. I feel like he'd be like, incredible idea, Ryan. Let's meet. Yeah. Let's, do Let's do it. Could you imagine if I could get him to do like a rap interlude? I mean, you probably can get him on your show. Like, cause you live well, in Los Angeles. What if I do, what if I do? What if I pay him to do a cameo, but I just like, will you rap this? And it's like the lyrics to my extended, like a boss. Oh my God. You should do that. That's genius. Yeah, I know. $60 later. Like again, like genius. Like that is what I consider genius. $60 later, but I can make millions off that. True. Like, God, you're, God, you really, you really are thinking, thinking big. I'm really thinking, yeah. (laughs) Lala is actually getting ready to go to the Golden Globes tonight with Randall because the Irishman has been nominated. And I hope she does like that old school Hollywood look she did like at that last uh, award show where she had that hair, that bouffant, if you will. Like, uh, the the Jersey gangster (laughs) from the 70s look, yeah. Yeah, I could see her, yeah, like randomly whipping out a gun. It's like, what? You're on the red carpet, but okay, girl. I I just love the fact that, like, we potentially could get red carpet interviews with Randall that uh, she'll be in the background of, and she'll probably, like, pipe in about something. And I'm hoping that, like, I mean, just imagine the the conversations at the table. Like, she's going to be hobnobbing with DiCaprio, Pitt. And like, I'm curious if we'll see any big stars admit that they're fans of Vanderpump Rules tonight. And otherwise, like, could you imagine if she tells Scorsese tonight that like, oh, the new season premieres on Tuesday. And he's like, I'm very excited. Like, I I don't know. Like, my my mind keeps going with that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't think he's going to be like sitting with the main cast. I feel like he's a producer, but like a wallet producer where he like, I don't have say, but I just gave some money towards it. Well, that actually is very true. That is actually actually what he did. Like, they gave money. They were. And by the way, if it gets nominated for Oscars, I believe he would not be one of the people that would be allowed on stage from what I read because I believe it has like 15 producers. I mean, there's a one photo. I'll post it on the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram where it's like uh, Robert De Niro, Marty, uh, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. And then there's like Randall behind them. And they all are like Robert De Niro is like touching his ear, like clearly uncomfortable. Like, who is this guy? Um, (laughs) Like Joe Pesci's looking back and he's like, the fuck are you? And Randall's like there with his arms wide open. And it's clear as day. All these guys are like, who the fuck are you? You just walked up here, got this shot and got off and no one... No one knows who you are, bro. I posted that on my Instagram too because I, I was literally like, "This is the first time any of that, like, they any of them have met Randall Emmett because they literally it. Just, it seems like it's one of those photo lines where they just let like the whole cast and crew pop in for one quick photo and they just have to keep it moving." <laughs> I'm honestly going through the Instagram post to see if you commented, which you probably did. I'm sure I did. I mean, I also like I know I 
I was idiotically put that post to like a child where I made fun of Randall and the, Oh yeah, yeah. Here it is. Uh, Rand and I, Oh yeah. Cause I, I said, Rand and I wanted to thank everyone for making the first couple of days of the Irishman a huge success. Oh yeah. This is just an idiotic post. I photoshopped myself in it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Good. Yep. Okay, oh, sorry. there. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> you got 57 likes. That's huge. That's huge. It's huge for you. <laughs> oh, miss 700 likes a post. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck that happens. Honestly, sometimes I'll get a post and I'm like 4,000 likes a picture of fucking like it's well, I can give you guys a little heads up. People love babies. They love photos that people posted on Instagram, not photos you find like online. And I get more likes and comments. What do you mean, photos that people like on Instagram? What do you mean? So it's like if I Google like Nini leaks and a picture of her and Andy come up and watch what happens live. If I post that, I won't get it the same as if I posted a direct photo that she posted on her Instagram, like more of a personal shot. And then so weird. It's just a thing I've kind of picked up on. And then also, I get more likes and comments on anything with a person of color than I do on any white thing if you ever go through my comments if you ever go through any of my posts it's by skyrocketing or even if i post like something about like andy and frederick kissing at BravoCon, like, crazy numbers crazy numbers so i'm like okay anything that's like a little bit not like completely milk toast like white bread yeah. white white like people are actually really interested that's so, cool. so so you know what for the people out there wondering why I'm just going to, I like from here on out, I'm just going to post guys kissing. Yeah, right. Yeah, African-American <laughs> men kissing. <laughs> I don't Jeez. hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of kissing, Brian Carter, uh, Kristen Doty's ex-boyfriend, quote-unquote ex, <laughs> has been spotted on Hinge, the dating app, and the internet was so kind to take screenshots. And a couple of little standouts that I just wanted to call out was... He writes, ideal first date doesn't feel like a first date and ends five days later. And that is the number one sign of a serial killer. When <laughs> when people meet and they're like, yeah, we met on Friday and he didn't leave my apartment until Wednesday. I'm like, he's homeless. He's homeless. Like, <laughs> that what? Period, he has nothing to take care of. Yeah, like nothing to do for days on end. Could never, never, ever leave your side. Like that is such a red flag for me. And also not surprising that him and Kristen met and then like eight days later she's like we're in love and he's moving in like what what no well, I mean that's I mean but also on this dating website does he like mention that he's living with his ex and like he can't afford his own place like does he mention anything like that well I don't think you lead with that especially when you're trying to hoodwink another woman I feel like but you don't we know like I, I would imagine a lot of the people on LA dating apps are I I mean at least 40% are familiar with Vanderpump rules. Like they must be. I, I, I don't know. Like to me, that just, it, it just seems so bizarre. Not that he's tainted, but in a way you also know that they have like a weird relationship where they potentially could still be hooking up. They 100% are. I mean, and it's by the way, okay. This as a woman, and I guess all the women listening is Carter good looking. Cause without that beard, he looks like he has like a Beavis and butthead jaw that it extends out from his upper, <laughs> like the lower lip goes way further out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess like objectively he's attractive, but I find well, he just trims his beard. Good. That's what you're, I think that's what you're responding to. <laughs> his grooming tactics. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's, 
not ugly, but he does not oh do anything. Oh my God, anyth- Maggie, why don't you marry him? He does. Are you kidding, Ryan? You heard me like wax poetically about how I find Brooks from OC hot. Like, and I can <laughs> yeah, barely probably. muster out like this actually attractive 35 year old man. I'm like, I don't know. There's something about him and I don't like his face. And this <laughs> other guy like doesn't have teeth. Like, I think, I think he did have cancer. I believe him. <laughs> I, I stand by my man. Yeah, I'm a ride or die kind of chick. <laughs> but that's the way that would be cool if you have a Brooks tattoo. I do. If you have like a weird like girth Brooks. <laughs> I have like a whole actually like an arm of tattoos, and I'll just throw that on there. No one will ever. What do you mean? This is this is my Bravo arm. <laughs> And I would get like the exact same tattoo that Jack's got of Stasi. Like I would get that on me. What else would I get? Bad tattoos. Well, actually, they've got a lot of tattoos on Vanderpump Rules. They did like the Baba on the butt, which I actually love that font. Hate people calling each other Baba. I think it's weird. But I did fuck with the Baba tattoo. I will give him that. Well, I think I almost told you. I really, genuinely, almost got the "It's All Happening" on my forearm. Yeah, like Sheena, and I, and I, I, I really like. I still like if I'm in like a dark place or like I'm I'm like tired, I'll be like, that's such a good idea. You if should I'm do tired. that. You know, like it's such a conversation piece. Well, I think if I come to L.A. within the next few months, we should get matching. It's all oh my God. Tattoos. That would be such a great uh, promo for both of our pods, too. Right. We do. We live uh, feed it onto both of our Instagrams and then we do <laughs> a recording while we're there in the <laughs> yeah. background. You just hear like <laughs> by the way and i'm like i didn't know megan was giving me the tattoo yeah. i didn't we didn't i didn't agree to this i was like she's like giving me a prison tattoo with like a needle oh my god <laughs> well now that we are gearing up for uh vanderpump rules that comes back this tuesday well, tomorrow if you're listening to this on monday we have the full confirmation that lala katie ariana and Brittany all do not work at sir anymore and i think britney what it's confirmed and i'm i'm upset because i think britney needs to put in more time like the other people have actually been working there for a decade sometimes like actually working like they worked in the beginning i you know what this like did you watch the first seven minutes of the the first episode that they posted online yes (laughs) okay so in the first like one of the first scenes it has jacks behind the bar at sir and like guys like, hate to break it to everybody. Jax does a hundred percent not work at Sir. Like, he, like what they're doing, they they're contracted to show up like a couple days a week, especially once the show starts airing. Raquel actually does work at Sir. Dana actually does work at Tom Tom, the new cast member. Mm. But like, the Jax does not have a shift at Sir. Like that kind of stuff, I really it irks me because even remember two seasons ago when Jax was like, "I'm quitting. I don't need this anymore." Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's, like, ridiculous that, yeah, Jax would be slinging cocktails. Also, after we've seen him for seven years on television, uh, unable to make, like, a mojito or, like, a very, very basic margarita. Like, even if I saw him behind the bar, I'd be like, whatever. Like, it's Jax. That's cool. But, like, I actually would prefer, like, that other guy next to you to make my drink because this is a $17 cocktail. And at least I want the ratios to be it, correct well and and megan if we go to sir tom tom when you're here of course i, I have to warn anybody that actually goes to sir tom tom is that maybe more sir than sir and pump actually just be careful with the the pump teenies and oh. the, the 
pumping glories because they're good. They go down easy, but it is so sugar filled that you are going, and I, I'm not even, this is no joke. You are going to wake up with the worst hangover of your life. <laughs> even with just one or two of those things, it is so much sugar and it goes down so easy. It really messes you up. So just a, like a warning to everybody, like do one and then go to like a vodka soda or something else. You will have one of the worst hangovers of your life at pumper sir. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I, I get wrapped up in it. Uh, once oh, I, once I start, I always, like, I, but I would, I'm telling you, I've done it again and again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would actually probably do Vanderpump Rosé at all the locations. I think at this rate, because the last time I did a Vandercraw and I went to all four establishments by Tom Tom, like, Things were blurry. Things were blurry. Like, I forgot yeah. I got the cauliflower things. And then, like, two days later, my friend was like, those cauliflower bites were killer. And I was like... We had the cauliflower bites? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. They're so good. <laughs> like, I don't, like, remember eating them at all. Like, definitely things got blurry. And then it was so fucking expensive. And I'm like, I've bought 30 drinks. Like, what is my problem? I can't stop. I did see Lisa Vanderpump, which was incredible. And I saw... Harrison and Ken and Max. So it was the best day of my life. Uh, yeah. But I definitely was like, well, now I'm $300 poorer. I'm <laughs> fat and have acne because I drank 14 gallons of sugar. Um, I'm like, but I feel the good. Only and I, got, they, I did it for the episode, you know, for the, my art. No, the only favor they do, though, is that they don't, like, the only, like, they, do, they don't hit you with the merchandise as much as I think they should. Yeah. Because they only have, like, a couple hats and candles and, and a shirt. But, like, if I was, like... Like when you're that drunk, like I would buy action figures of the Vanderpump Rules cast if they had them. Like there <laughs> needs to real. be a Planet Hollywood type store, and they just have like very mint. Like they they overcharge for their drinks and food, but then they don't have any like merchandise. When I feel like that is prime, like for people that visit, there should be a little Vanderpump store next to all three of these things that they could really make a mint on. I agree. And even like incorporate some Vanderpump dog plush toys. Like it could be for anybody in your yes. life. If you have kids, like, um, like a bib that says it's not about the pasta, like, you know, so stuff like that where you can really get gifts for the whole family. I would absolutely spend at least $200 there. I don't actually think I could walk in because I have what they yes. call a shopping addiction. And I used to, I used to joke with Lara, um, um, from SUP about like, we should stand in an alley and like hit it up at one in the morning and sell like, uh, like those like concert t-shirts <laughs> that they do outside of the concert venue yeah. where like we make, we make bootleg Tom Tom and surshoots and then just stand in the Sir Alley and like just sell them to drunk people coming out of the locations. I think that is absolutely genius. Oh, Cause I would, by the I way, would if I was it. drunk out of there, I'd buy like three shirts. Are you? Yeah. I, I'm like getting upset about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I would I'm too. Just, I would too. I'm just selling my actual shirts that have nothing to do with Sir Tom Tom. It's just like so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey merch. No, no, no. Selling no. outside. Like this is my old navy gray T-shirt. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Ryan, thank you again for coming on. And where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your amazing podcast? Um, uh, thank you so much for having me on again, Megan. I hope this was all right for you guys. So please 
follow uh, the podcast at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. My personal is at Ryan Bailey 25 on Twitter and Instagram. And go to the show, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give it a listen. It is a long podcast. We are going to work <laughs> to shorten it. But there are timestamps. We do. I do not need you to listen to the whole thing. If you like Vanderpump, you can skip to the Vanderpump section. If you like Real Housewives, skip to the Real Housewives section. It is a weird mix of personal and uh, reality show stories. Um, but but please give it a shot. I hear it's like a virus and it sneaks up on you. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. And we will be talking two days about The Bachelor. And everybody yeah. <laughs> go listen to that because it's going to be fucking amazing. Please. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.